welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show, where energy and medicine meet. I will be your host for the next hour. I have over 19 years of healthcare experience and began my career as an energy medicine practitioner while working as an oncology nurse at a Seattle area hospital. My skill in moving energy combined with my medical background have been a catalyst for change in many people's lives. I hope the next hour will be transformative for you as well. Hello and welcome to the Marie Manu Cherry Show. We are live here in Seattle. Kind of overcast, little humid. It's going to be warm later though. Yes. Yes. And I already mowed my lawn yesterday. Good. So you're yeah. taking care of it. Took care of everything. Priorities of the day. <laughs> right. Sounds like you're early this morning. I'm yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, right. So whenever we mention the weather, welcome to the show, everyone. Whether you've listened to the show or before or you're new to the show, welcome. I always bring up the weather at the beginning of the hour just so that you'll get grounded in your own surroundings. It could even be dark wherever you are right now. It may not be at 9 o'clock in the morning like it is in the Pacific Northwest. So take a moment. Open up those blinds if you need to or look out the window or just remind yourself what time of day it is, what the weather's like, so that you can get in your body and be fully grounded so we can truly enjoy ourselves and grow consciously, exponentially, which is really one of the reasons why we're here. And one of the other reasons why we're here on the air is occasionally I get to interview people who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. And today is one of those lovely, fortunate days. We have Dr. Judith Orloff in the studio with us. Well, she's in California and we're here, but we're in the studio together. Um, For those of you who obviously love Judith Orloff, I know that she's going to be a favorite among our listening audience. Um, She is an MD and and a New York Times bestselling author of Emotional Freedom. She's also on the UCLA um, clinical faculty, which is very interesting using her beautiful skills. Uh, She synthesizes the pearls of traditional medicine with cutting-edge knowledge of intuition and energy medicine and spirituality. Her new book, The Empath's Survival Guide, Life Strategies for Sensitive People, is why she's going to be talking with us today, and that's a Sounds True book. So welcome, Dr. Orloff, to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm happy to be on your show. Yeah, it's lovely to have you. Um, And I really enjoy the book, by the way. I think it's excellent. I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. It's it's for empaths and sensitive people everywhere who want to develop strategies and not absorb the energy of the world and the stress of the world into their own bodies, a key skill in surviving and thriving in our world today. I, I, I couldn't agree more. And you picked like the perfect year to have this book released. I know. Right? <laughs> because we, <need> empathy. <laughs> we really do. And sensitive people, you know, as you write in your book so beautifully, are you know, easily affected neurologically, you know, their nervous system is so easily affected. And after the most recent election, we could say that despite what side of the political venue a person may be on, it's pretty neurologically draining, (laughs) so to speak, from every kind of venue. It's pretty overwhelming. It's very, very draining. And so many empaths out there are just getting demolished by the stress and the horrific things that are going on in the news all the time. And so that's why empaths you know, need to learn, you know, how how to set limits and boundaries with the news or toxic people, um, but also learning how to get really strong and learning how to center yourself and protect yourself with the various strategies in the book so that you really feel that these kind of things don't affect you as much as they could. And, and that's good because you, you want your heart to go out. You want to have empathy. You want to be able to feel what's going on in other people. But what you don't want to do uh, is take on the angst of the world. And there have been uh, scientific studies on empathy, that there are two kinds of empathy. One is the kind where 
your heart goes out to somebody, um, and that's healthy. But the unhealthy kind is when you take it on, when you take the stress on in your body and you suffer health, mental and physical health effects from it. Right. And when you don't do it makes you happy because you're trying to make everybody else happy. Right. right. You know? Yes. Empaths are intuitive yes. and open and sensitive and they love nature <laughs> and they love being in their baths and they love they, animals. They do. I, and I just I love the way you're writing the book because you're talking about what I consider the and you write it so beautifully, the gifts of being an empath. I mean, that oh, this yeah. is where our intuitives come from and our healers and. You know, the awarenesses that we all need to have in this world come from that empathic awareness, right? It's truly a gift. Um, oh, definitely. And as a psychiatrist, every time I meet with a patient, you know, I'm able to, before I see them, I center myself in my heart. You know, I'm an empath. I'm also yes. a psychiatrist. Yes. And so I center myself in my heart. And when they sit down, you know, a lot of people are very chaotic when they first come in my office. And so they center themselves. I'm able to sense and feel beyond what they tell me. And that's a form of intuition also. Empathy is a form of intuition to be able to stretch beyond your mind and feel with your energy field in your body. And that helps me diagnose and treat patients. Absolutely. And you know, your work is such a skill. So beautiful. Uh, Yeah. And I, and that's one of the things that I love about your book is you're really honoring this incredible gift that people have and, and those who are evolving and expanding into empathy, you know, those who perhaps weren't born with it, but are growing unconsciously of it or had it blocked for most of their life right. and are unblocking it. Um, in the book, you have this beautiful uh, affirmation. I, and I know I'm kind of starting, I'm going to have us go back a little bit and talk a little bit about your childhood and I mean, you come from a family of 25 physicians. I mean, that's a, that's right. a lot of pressure, I mean, you know, and a lot of really intelligent people. Um, yeah, maybe true. not a whole lot of, I mean, I'm sure there was obvious empathy, but maybe not as much empathy as you would have wanted, you know, as a child, perhaps because of all the intellect and, and the, the huge knowledge and those big, beautiful brains. But I, I love this affirmation. I vow to honor my sensitivities and treat myself lovingly as I explore what it means to be an empath and embrace my gifts. I will appreciate myself every day. That is beautiful. Yes, and I suggest that empaths say that every day uh, to themselves because a lot of empaths who are reading the book, they're writing me, and they're saying, I've always felt there was something wrong with me, or I was ashamed of my abilities, or I was neurotic, you know, all kinds of derogatory things, or I was, quote, too sensitive, or there's no such thing. You know, you, you, I want you to develop your sensitivities, but just also develop skills so that you're not demolished by, you know, all the energies that can come at you in life, which are, are many. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to affirm the beauty of your gift and not just look at the downside. Now, I have a Facebook empath support community with over 8,000 empaths, and they are working on both their gifts and, you know, they're dealing with the challenges, but having the support. Yeah. And so the support, and that's why I wanted to offer this book to people, the Empath Survival Guide, so that people can see there's nothing wrong with you, you're not crazy, um, you have a gift. And you need to learn to nurture it and develop it. And you need to have other people who are kindred spirits to support you. I think that's a huge, big 
ticket item. Um, when I was talking to my assistant, Justine, we were driving in the car over here, and she was asking me, you know, some questions about um, the book and strategies. And I, I, th- the, I mean, there, there are a lot of strategies in here, and they are all beautiful. I, I think that it's this idea of surrounding yourself with like-minded people, which we talk about a lot, you know, spiritualists do anyway, but as an empath, to have someone who's as sensitive as you are, so that they can understand you and not necessarily criticize you or think that you're you're not conscious enough or paying attention or that you're not smart enough or whatever these things that maybe people who aren't empathetic, who don't understand the sensitivities that an individual goes through moment by moment, you know, throughout the day and how recentering ourselves is such a big part of our life. Absolutely. And that's why I also support people in the book informing empath local empath support groups and i have the format where you can use the book as a study guide and gather together and just pick a point and talk about it you know such as how do i not absorb the energy of other people and then have that be the topic and then then talk about it then use strategies practice strategies um in your life if these groups have to be very solution oriented Otherwise, they can generate a party. Right? The the complaining (laughs) or the sadness or all the times they've been betrayed or lied to or, you know, succumbed to. Yeah, (laughs) because empaths could talk about that forever because they are so sensitive and they tend to open up their heart and take care of everyone. And then, you know, they get betrayed, you know. So, yeah, yeah, that's a very, very valid point. So, a family of 25 physicians. Wow, that's very impressive. Yeah, it was to me, too, and it is to me. You know, yeah. really, you know, brilliant people and so many women who are physicians, wow. like in the 40s and 50s, my mother and my aunt were manning the emergency rooms, you know, wow. during the war. And they were, you know, there, they were in their power, and professionally at least, you know, in, at a time when women weren't, you know, really given, you know, that kind of power or they didn't you know, own it. And so I grew up in a family of women with the women own their power, which Amazing. is very unusual. Very unusual, especially for that time period even. You know, we're oh. still struggling today to make that happen. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's one area in my life that was easier because I always had those really powerful female role models. And mm-hmm. so that, you know, so I never thought I couldn't do it. Wow. You know, and wow. so that you know, really helped me in my mission because as a, you know, in my 20s, I had a dream that came to me that told me to become an MD and a psychiatrist in order to have the credentials to legitimize intuition in medicine. And this was at a time when I had dropped out of school. I was living with my boyfriend in Venice Beach in an old converted brick laundromat. <laughs> you know, and I, I talk fun about times, this. fun times. It was, it yeah. was, it really, you know, it's an amazing part of my development. And I, I write about it in Second Sight, which yes. is my first book about, you know, my memoir as an intuitive and a psychiatrist coming into my own and the struggles that I, I went through. But in any case, at that time, I was not wanting to go to school, and I didn't, you know, I had been raised by all these physicians <clears throat> and didn't want to become a doctor. I was more artistic. I was more, you know, on the edge. I was. I didn't know what I was doing, really, but I know I didn't want to go to medical school. But then I had this dream. And so because I was beginning to really believe in my dream, I enrolled in one course in a junior college just to see how it would go. Mm-hmm. And because it was my destiny, one course became two, became... Of course. Yeah. You loved it. Medical training. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
You, you write in the book that it's not uncommon for empathic people to, you know, experiment too much in drugs or alcohol or make perhaps poor choices for themselves because they're so overly stim- stimulated and they can't get grounded or situated or make good decisions. Right. Yeah. So many of my empath patients are in recovery. A lot of them are in 12-step programs in recovery from alcohol, drugs, uh, sex addiction, food addiction, uh, because empaths experience sensory overload very easily because they don't have the usual filters or boundaries that other people have, so they feel everything. And when you have that sensory overload going on day after day, year after year, you know, a lot of people with addictive tendency just want to reach for a drug or, a, you know, alcohol or, or food to numb it out. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's a coping mechanism, unhealthy for being an empath. And right. so, you know, once people are able to deal with their addiction and either through 12 steps or some way, um, part of the recovery is opening up your empath self and learning clear boundaries, learning how not to be a people pleaser, learning how not to fix people learning how to calm yourself down when you feel overloaded without, you know, reaching for a drug. Right. So that's one of the chapters in the book, and it's a very important one, you know, and especially for people with food addiction because so many empaths and healers are very obese, you know, mm-hmm. maybe two or 300 pounds, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of them, because they feel, I've had conversations with them, and they feel that they need that weight in order to protect themselves from taking on their patient's pain. But, you know, you have the most gorgeous protection. My mother actually taught me the protection that's in your book. Um, <laughs> my brothers, you know, kind of tweaked it later and told us not to think of it as protection, but more like fun. But running <laughs> beautiful, blinding white light into your body, you know, just imagining gorgeous white light all around you, inside you. And you even have the uh, another option, pink, which... Yeah, lovely rose quartz. I mean, yeah, why not? You know, so you have like the perfect tool that is really good for, you know, empathic sensitive people where they have a lot of light and they resonate with light. So why not engaging in, you know, beautiful, you know, divine particles of subatomic energy into their body, which will just will feed them and remind them of their authentic selves. Yeah, exactly. And you could use that light to shield yourself. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's an it's like skin. You know, it's an, an additional, um, you know, uh, connection to the whole world. In other words, it allows yourself to have that awarenesses without it being too sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that shielding technique is very useful, and also, if you're a food addict, to keep a meditation cushion in front of your refrigerator. <laughs> That's a really great idea. Like, okay, before I open the fridge, I'm going to sit on my cushion. Right. Do I really need food right now? Do I need subsidence or do I do I need to just fall in love with myself for a second? Yeah, and meditate and connect to your heart so that really opening the heart, and that's a key skill for empath, learning how to feel that luscious, calming, blissful right. energy coming from your heart. Right. That will self-soothe you if you start to feel anxious as an empath or wow. start to feel overloaded. You know, as as empaths, we we have this tendency. To, well, well, it's kind of our go to where we feel everyone else. And my youngest has taught me over the years that because I don't always know what I'm feeling. I, I can tell you what someone's feeling even a thousand miles from here. But um, but you know, knowing what I feel takes more 
uh, I have to go inward, like sitting on the beautiful pillow in, in front of the refrigerator. So what my youngest taught me a, a, a while ago is just like, it's okay if I don't know. I, I just need to take some time. It's okay. Yeah. Right? Just I, like you have those six breaths that empaths can take, just breathing in and out, you know, taking beautiful six breaths so you can get connected to yourself and have an awareness of what you are thinking or feeling or what you know in that moment because your knowingness is powerful. Yeah, exactly. But taking that nonverbal time, I talk about that a lot in the book, is nonverbal, quiet time to find yourself. Because most empaths are swirling so fast that they're not going according to their body rhythm. If their minds are swirling, their body's hyperactive. And so by taking nonverbal, quiet time, you know, many times throughout the day, that's a way of taking control of your own biology and your own energy field and calming it all down. Mm-hmm. As empaths have to learn how to calm it down. Otherwise, it can feel like, you know, terribly painful and overwhelmed and panicked and anxious. And, you know, you can get all kinds of physical symptoms or emotional symptoms when you're on overload. And those are the disadvantages that empathic people have, right? The challenges. Yeah, the challenges, right. Uh-huh. Not the disadvantage, but the challenge, right. And so the challenge for empaths is to come back to their really aware, highly conscious, evolved, because to be compassionate is to be evolved. I mean, that is an aspect of evolution, you know, to be a highly compassionate individual. Well, I mean, that's what I believe. And why I wrote the book was that I feel that empaths will save the world. Yes. Because they have the heart, they have the sensitivities. What most of them don't have are the skills, you know, to not take on all the the angst and stress. Right. And so that was the point of the book, because we need empaths to step out now. We need them not to be in their rooms and staying isolated. (laughs) So so you know a lot of empaths who become introverted, you know, and just kind of disengage from the world and society and, and don't want to embark upon the world. Well, yeah, empaths can be introverted or extroverted, Mm -hmm. so most are introverted. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm an introverted empath. I'm definitely not extroverted. Um, But there are extroverted empaths out there who love going out and socializing, and they need to take care of themselves with their alone time, and they need to take care of themselves with meditation and limits and boundaries, but they love to socialize. Right, And so, you know, most people don't know that. They think, oh, Empaths are just introverted and quiet people, and that's not always the case. Right, exactly. So we, so when you were growing up, um, you were told that you were sensitive, which is you have a beautiful checklist in the book about how you can gauge if you're an empath or not, or a super empath, um, by the way you answer these yes or no questions. And so when you were a child, um, you, you realized right away that it was difficult to be out in public sometimes, that you... Um, wanted to be around certain people, and that sometimes people called you too sensitive. Yeah, my mother told me to get a thicker skin, (laughs) which is really demoralizing as a child to hear that. And there's a section in the book on raising empath children and really how to nurture them and what not to say to them. Right. Such as that. That statement (laughs) is not a good one. Well, and empathic people also don't like sarcasm. You know, there's... Yeah, that's true. And so, you know, my former husband's a funny person, you know, sarcastic. 
And one of the, it was kind of a, the joke in the family that I was too sensitive because I didn't enjoy the sarcasm. Now that oh, that's such a switch down, right? So passive aggressive. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, of course, now that we've been divorced for years and years and years, my children have found out that they don't actually really like sarcasm either. And yeah. so it's it's just been a an eye opening thing because sarcasm can be very it's very destructive and and can be very negative towards others. And so that's why yeah. sometimes empathic people maybe pull away from those who are sarcastic. And hopefully, and, <laughs> right. So so that's an interesting thing because sarcasm in kind of like what we c- could call like the general population, if we were, it's a way that breaks barriers and people laugh and they relax sometimes, but sensitive people don't view it that way at all. Well, sensitive people can be overly serious. (laughs) Yes, we can. Yeah, because everything hurts. You know, everything, a lot of things hurt in the world. When someone yells at you, it hurts. When someone's sarcastic, it hurts. And it's so, empaths are very physical. And they sense energy. And so they they need to have loving, supportive people who can communicate with them in a way that, you know, is copacetic with their their energy field. You know, for instance, I have a section in the book on energy vampires. And one big energy vampire for an empath is the rageaholic. It's somebody who raises or Mm -hmm. dumps anger Mm -hmm. and blames. You know, you're the one who did this. If I wasn't for you, I would have been blah, 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 you know, and and yelling and blaming. And so I have a section in the book on the difference between venting and dumping. Right. And so you have to really educate people to, first of all, not, you know, suddenly begin dumping anger on you and be able to make an appointment with you and make a request, you know, to say when is a good time we could talk about it. Let's say your mate's angry, you know, instead of just starting up. You have to you have train people not to start up and that yelling and blaming and dumping is not okay, but venting is. Right. Love it. I absolutely love that. So these boundaries that empathic people seem to have challenges setting with other people in their life and even with themselves, right, uh, are, are a big part of the healing process for them. Yeah. Empaths need to learn how to say no. No is a complete sentence. <laughs> no is a complete sentence. Just no, period, that's it, we're done, move on. Yeah, or no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. I absolutely love that. That's beautiful. Well, we are having the pleasure today of interviewing Dr. Judith Orloff. She is a therapist and works in the energy medicine world. She has been um, a huge uh, catalyst in the change of awareness in every aspect of energy medicine. And her new book, The Impasse Survival Guide, Life Strategies for Sensitive People, is out and available everywhere. And we're going to take a break here on the Marie Manning Cherry Show, and we'll be, we will be right back. Last year, Marie traveled to Spain for an amazing retreat in the mountains. This year, Marie is traveling a little closer to home, to the big island of Hawaii, September 16th through the 22nd. Join Marie as she assists you in releasing your magnificent and magical powers from within your own being. The ocean setting of the stunning 50-acre Organic Farm Retreat Center will help aid you in confirming what your soul already knows. You are magic. 
Participants will have fun hiking, swimming, dancing, and creating Hawaiian floral art while eating nutritious, locally grown foods. Meet like-minded people as you explore your inner genius with the help of Marie's insight and guidance. Together, we will discover the art of mediumship, energy medicine, and the connection to our spirit guides. The amazing changes in your awareness will be celebrated for years to come. Learn more at energyintuitive.com. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel. And a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Marie Manucherry, RN and renowned energy healer, provides accessible instruction for helping you tune in to your health at a deeper level in her first book, Intuitive Self-Healing. Offering a compendium of illuminating case studies and practical self-care techniques, Marie invites you to learn more about the chakras, energetic preventative care, and tools for accessing intuition. Intuitive Self-Healing is available at Amazon.com and Energy intuitive.com talk radio with a purpose alternative talk 1150 Welcome back to the Rain Menu Cherry Show. We're live here in Seattle, and today has been one of our blessed days where we get to interview a person who is on the leading edge of thought, Dr. Judith Orloff, MD, and her newest book, The Impasse Survival Guide, Life Strategies for Sensitive People. So Dr. Orloff, you're going to be in Esalon July 28th through the 30th at Big Sur giving um, a, a wonderful workshop. Yes, um, and it's uh, July 28th through 30th. It's on igniting the power of your intuition and empathy. Wow. And dealing with all the skills we talked about today about how to be a sensitive, loving person in the world without taking on the stress of others. And so everyone is invited, um, and it's a very exciting weekend for them because they've been closed for a while because of road issues, and oh. this is their big opening. Oh, so lovely. They're going to be really happy to see everybody. Oh, and we need to get all those empaths out of their houses yeah. and into the Big Sur, beautiful weekend for it, and meet other like-minded people who can be part of your support group so that you can help the world be this wonderful, safe, amazing place that it is meant to be for all of us. Exactly. Oh, that's really gorgeous. And you also are going to um, stay tuned to Sounds True because you're going to be having an online course as well. Yes, an online course for empaths and those who love them. And it will be an eight-week course and it's starting in September. Just to give you the heads up, the links probably won't be on my website until then. 
Great. Maybe a little before then, but just to know, um, the end of September for two months, I'm giving a once-a-week online course for empaths, uh, and we'll go through, you know, the different topics in the book, family, love, health, work, intuition, relationships. So we'll deal with all of that, you know, in the course so everyone can have all these issues covered as an empath and really learn how to work with it in your life, and there'll be homework assignments. And, wow. I mean, yeah, it, it'll be a great course. It so sounds I invite fantastic. everyone it's in September, and just look on my website, drjudithorloff.com, or the Sounds True website, and it will be up there in September. Oh, thank you so much for all the work you do in the world and for all your dedication to all of us and helping us to have a happy and wonderful life. I, I truly appreciate it, and I know our listening audience does as well. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And have a gorgeous day in L.A., and I'd love to have you back on the show. All right, wonderful. Okay, thank you, Dr. Orloff. All right, take so care. So lovely. Take, take care as well. She's going to be in Big Sur. That's going to be so exciting. So if you're here in the in the Northwest and you want a vacation, head down to some beautiful sunny weather in Esalon. Go. Uh, mm-hmm. go ahead and check out Dr. Orloff's website or go to the Esalon website. And that sounds like a fantastic workshop. I'm sure it will be well-received and um, quite delicious. Very fun. Very true. Wonderful first part of the show. Yeah, I loved it. I had such a good time. It was wonderful. Now Lovely. it's back to our listeners, right? So now we're going to go ahead and answer some questions. Yeah. Okay. Who do we have? Well, let's give out the number. 877-825-8828 is the number for the Marie Manu Cherry Show. If you're just tuning in, we just were uh, chatting with the first half hour with Dr. Judith Orloff. So Lovely. now we're going to move on to our calls. 877-825-8828 is the number. First out of the gates, Jory. And she's actually calling in from L.A. too. So, Jory, hello. Hi, Jory. How are you? Hi, Marie. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to be on. Oh, Um, welcome. I'm a big big student of yours and of Dr. Orloff. And so it's a really special. I know. I want to go to Orloff's class. I'm telling you. Yeah, it just sounds fantastic. I don't know. I might sign up. We'll see what my schedule looks like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. So what can I do for you? So, um. I'm feeling a little nervous. You may pick up on it. Um, just you to feel great to me, by the way. I, I, you oh, know, I think what's interesting you. for you, and, and of course you can disagree with anything I say. Is this our first time chatting, by the way? Yes. Okay. Um, lovely. Welcome. Um, you, you actually, even though you feel nervous, I think it's excitement. You actually yes. really love energy and awareness and conversations and people, and I would not call you an introvert. <laughs> so I, I think you're, you're doing great. So what is it can I do for you? You're welcome. So um, I've been having pain in my left shoulder for quite a long time, Mm -hmm. um, probably over a year. And finally, six months ago, I started to get it worked on in physical therapy. I guess I would describe it as sort of like frozen shoulder. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I went to physical therapy, she said that it originated from my neck. And so she started doing a lot of manual therapy, kind of just loosening all the um, muscle cramps. And it's been feeling a lot better and also I um I'm a, like I said I'm a big student of yours and so I I um started the blood type diet I got a new mattress um, <laughs> or help I really have worked on my I'm in a really really good place in my life got you know shed the toxic relationships and um I I'm a psychotherapist oh, I, I love my you. work I love my life thank you um but um but in the last maybe two weeks, I've noticed um, a, a lump that, mm-hmm. uh, that's showing. And it's on my, so, so the shoulder pain, um, and, and the shoulder pain has also um, 
resulted in these sharp pains that go down my left bicep and the left top of my mm-hmm. shoulder. Uh-huh. And now this lump is also on my left side, kind of um, on my pectoralis, mm-hmm. right near my left armpit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's visible. It's, um, you know, people can see it. And so did you go to the doctor? And tender. And now I'm waiting to go to the doctor. Okay. An interminable wait. I went back to the physical therapist because I was like, oh, this is a muscle tension, right? And she said, mm, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it could so, even be um, part of your lymphatic system, you know, because yeah. it's kind of squishy when I look at it. Yes. It's right. It's squishy. so it's so it's, it's yeah. It's kind of topical, squishy, movable. So I think it's more yeah. part of the lymphatic system. So so he, so which I, I mean I just so you know I'm I have a kind of a delicious feeling. I'm also seeing a client of mine who had something very similar, and and it you know luckily wasn't anything serious. So I'm, that's what I'm hoping will happen for you. But of course I want you to go to the doctor and have a checkup, and and that's what you're waiting for, right? Your doctor's appointment, correct? Yeah. Good. Because yeah. I think everyone should have their checkups. I think it's really important. But yeah, it's squishy. It's So that's what I think it is. A little bit of fluid got out or it could be a lymph node. Doesn't even feel, I don't even think it's a lymph node because it's not that deep. It's just, it's, it's superficial. It's very interesting. So the whole, and you can disagree with me and say, no, it's not like that. The whole left-hand side of the body is about receptivity. Mm-hmm. And you need to learn to receive. You mm-hmm. suck at it. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And and so right now, notice how you're lowering your energy. Just even me bringing up the word receptivity, you lower your energy. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so you need to get happy about receiving. You're a giver. You love to give. Mm-hmm. You're good at it. It's fun for you. But everything requires balance. Just like we can't all drink, you know, just tea and coffee all day long. We have to drink water. Or people who drink juice have to also drink water. Or people who drink pop, which I hope they stop, have to drink water. <laughs> so think of it this way. When you are receiving, you're drinking your water. And this is, mm-hmm. and, and obviously you have a, a, you don't like it. It doesn't make you happy. Even still, you keep lowering your energy about it. <laughs> well, because I know, I mean, I, I know this. And I yeah. know, I knew, you know, I know the left side is the receptive feminine side, and feminine yes. and, yeah. you know, um, and I, so, um, so how do you receive? Mm-hmm. How do you, because, right? Because I receive from nature and spirit. Yeah. But you live easily. in a world with human <laughs> beings and you deal with human beings all day long. So, so you need to be able to be comfortable when you're in the space of humanity to also be able to absorb subatomic particles. And, he, and here's the important part, um, is that you're not going to be taking in other people's negative energy. You know, you, if, you, if you're keeping your subatomic particle energy uplifted like you do when you're giving, which you do, mm-hmm. if you do that, you're going to be taking in high vibrational subatomic particles. So it's really important to stay in high vibration. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Super, super important to stay in high vibration. Very, very important. Um, so you have to get your energy elevated and then start, start absorbing energy. So how about even that beautiful what if question? What if I easily receive gorgeous energy that feeds me and allows me to feel alive, awake, and happy. What if? I think, uh, and you can correct me if you disagree, um, but I think I'm better at being open to receiving um, positive energy and, you know, love from people in the world in general, but I think it's specifically in my romantic life. My overall feeling is it's just human beings in general. You know, unless you really know them, unless you really know them, you've vetted them really well, you don't let yourself receive. And, and 
for for people who give, you can't wait till you're just around that one person that, you know, like your best friend or your neighbor that you know that's good for you. You have to be able to receive subatomic particles all the time. It doesn't mean you're going to be taking negative energy from the neighbor across the street who doesn't wave. It's it's You're just going to be taking subatomic particles because I've got a few of those neighbors. It's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but it, it, no, it really is. It's very bizarre. But it's okay. It's fun. I've got other neighbors who wave all the time and meet me in the cola sack and we talk about plants. It's really lovely. So yeah. so you have to, you can't wait. So, so this is what you're doing. You're, you have this on and off switch, which is something from what I'm reading in Dr. Orloff's book about impasse they wait till they know it's safe they overvent things or, or you know and and i'm not exactly sure you know what her conversation would be totally on that but mm-hmm. i i want you to you you have beautiful energy you can receive gorgeous energy all the time you can't wait you could you can't wait until every you know everything has been sourced and looked at you have to start receiving all the time this will help you to have healthy beautiful energy in romantic relationships you're saying be open to receiving this energy even from people who may not feel um, safe to me? Well, no, but I understand why you took it that way. So what happens mm-hmm. is empathic people or you know aware people shut down their energy when they're around others who are not as kind or giving or as loving as they are, judgmental people. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean that that's all the energy in the room. There's energy everywhere. Every person is emitting a type of energy. But when their energy is a lower frequency, if you heighten your vibration, you can absorb energy of high frequency even when you're in the room with someone who has low vibration. You won't take in their low vibration. But if you lower your energy to make sure that they're not sabotaging you energetically somehow, then, of course, you're going to absorb their energy. But So your job is to heighten your vibration, which you're still not doing right now, heighten your frequency so that even when you're in the room of someone with low vibration, you're not going to absorb their subatomic particles. Do you see what I mean? Um, yeah, you're right. I am feeling lower because I'm not fully absorbing, but I know I'll, I can listen to this again. Yeah. So, uh, so in other sense. words, when I'm in the grocery store, there's going to be a barrage of different people vibrating their subatomic particles in different, you know, velocities mm-hmm. of energy. Keeping my subatomic particles elevated while I'm shopping, which is my personal mm-hmm. choice, focusing myself on not the 14 frozen pieces that pizzas that somebody put in their cart with, you know, <laughs> um, 12 six packs of regular Coke. You know, either kind of Coke would not be good for them, but, you know, sugar is really not good for us. I could lower my vibration as I look at that, or I could choose to look at the organic food that's in my cart that's now present in almost mm-hmm. every grocery store. And the beautiful uh, soy chai latte that I'm carrying in my hand and the fact that I really like the clothes that I put on and I'm happy because then I'm absorbing the particles that are in the grocery store that vibrate to that same frequency. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. So what you mm-hmm. do, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people mm-hmm. do this, you lower your energy when you're around low energy because you're wanting to make sure that the person's not going to take your energy or sabotage you in some way. So you're in this kind of protective mode, but then you're absorbing that low vibration. Hmm. So, because that's what happens, like attracts like. So in order to receive, because that's why you're afraid to receive. That's why you kind of try to cut down yourself so you don't receive when the energy's low. Does this make sense? It, it doesn't resonate because <laughs> I feel like I'm at a high, I stay at that Even high. Like at, I'm the person loving the the organic food in my car, but I will, I'm so trusting of you. Yeah, because even well, right now I'm your energy is low. Right now your, yeah. your subatomic particles are low. So, right. so yeah, so pay attention to that because it's important that you receive. And when you're in that high frequency, just keep, keep the receiving going, going, going. And this will take care of that a left-hand side of your body so we can get tissues to function better. Right? Yes. Okay. 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 And keep me posted. 
Okay. Thank you, Marie. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too as well. Thanks, Joey, for uh, joining us. That was I a know. great call. It's a, it's a confusing kind of conversation. Well, what I love about the confusion is that means we're on the right track because it's new information. We, it's kind of hard to understand, so to speak. And it makes so much sense. People who are, can feel, of course, if someone has a, a lower vibration than you, you want to lower your energy because you want to be on the same page as them. I don't recommend that. Be above them. Heighten your frequency because then you can keep absorbing beautiful subatomic particles. You're still going to know what the lower vibrational person is doing. You're just not going to care as much, which is actually good for you. It's awesome. Who do we have on the phone lines? Sure. Uh, 877-825-8828 is the number. Deborah from the local area, Seattle. Hello, Deborah. Welcome to the show. What's up? Hi there. Hi, Deborah. um, How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're great. Thank you for asking. What can I do for you? You know what? First of all, I'm just loving this topic so much and so happy that you introduced me to Judith Orla. Oh, yeah. Wasn't she great? She was so great. And I feel like for most of my life, I struggled to kind of sort out a lot of those issues because I would feel things like when I walked into a room and my deal was I always just assumed whatever energy was off was my fault or my job (laughs) That's a very common um, problem that empathic people have is because they're, they're so aware and they're, they're so loving and accepting of other people that they have this tendency to take full blame for what's going on in a situation or a relationship. So when did you uh, discover something else? I mean, what happened? What was the defining moment for you when you went, well, wait a minute, maybe this isn't all me. What, what, what was that for you? It's been really gradual. And for <laughs> part of my call today was just saying that I've had just a lovely couple of years of really deepening my relationship with my intuition and understanding energy and then working on energetic boundaries. And I, in, in really high stress situations, I still struggle with it, but on a day to day level, I'm so enjoying, um, I, I do this visual in my head with, uh, around vibration of a fork in the road. And mm. I ask myself like, okay, what do you, you have a choice in this moment if something is kind of activating me to go up or to go down. Ooh. Which way do you which way do you want to go? Ooh, just basically and, what we were we've been talking about with our last caller. Yes. And mm. I'm visual, so this really, really helps me to go, okay, let's go up. Let's go let's go gratitude. Let's go joy, mm. happiness. And um, so that's part of my call today was just to ask you how are things looking in my chakras? Yeah. And how am I doing in general? Because it's been uh, a lovely uh, work, but sort of a lovely, joyful work I've been doing the last couple of years. So I'm just curious. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I drew out your chakras. I have all this uh, scratch paper near me. And uh, every time b- b- when we go to the next caller, um, I then draw out the energy. And um, you're taking energy in through your crown and your root, which is awesome. Your crown chakra is gigantic. So you have a delicious connection to spirit, God, source, whatever terms you want to use. Third eye is perfect. Um, Awesome absorption through the back of the occiput and great translation in the front of the third eye. Just stunning. Um, I would say that you, uh, that I would love for you to work a little bit more on your solar plexus because um, through this self-love that you're really working on, in my opinion, um, that's where you're going to have more of your psychic moments because all the psychic energy is set up here, but I can feel in your org field like a little bit of disappointment. Like, well, where is this? I want more psychic, you know, experiences. Oh is my it- God, that's exactly it. Like, when will I see auras? When yeah. will I? Do, you right. know, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So it's all set up for you beautifully, but I want you to work on your solar plexus because everything really comes from self-love. Everything that we're talking about all the time, setting boundaries, receiving energy, choosing what's in our highest good, it all comes from... 
you know, adoring and loving and cherishing yourself, which I think is, uh, is our job, our work, our, our constant, consistent work all the time. That's so great. So you're talking about the heart chakra. No, I'm talking about the solar plexus. So the heart chakra, and of course, an empath would say that. The heart chakra is about loving everybody else. You already got that down. That's not an issue. It's not a problem. This is about loving you, falling madly and deeply in love with you and feeling that love like you do for others, getting excited about yourself and all the things that you do throughout the day like you do for others, having an emotional connection towards loving you. Yeah, I've heard you talk about that, and I love that phrase, and I've thought about that. So I'll focus on that some more. And, and you, you want to move into the feeling of it, right? You, you want to feel it, okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, that sounds wonderful. All right. I'm wondering if you could tell me how many spirit guides I have. You have nine, and that means that, you know, you probably aren't going to have that many more lifetimes on Earth, like less than five for sure, um, because it's not a place where you're going to continue to enjoy evolution. So there, that means that there's a lot of things on the earth realm that aren't exactly effective for you in your evolutionary process any longer. And so you, um, you're you getting down to some of those last uh, lifetimes on the earth realm, which is kind of cool. Wonderful. Wow. Well, thank you so you're much. You're welcome. For your time thank today, you so and I much. I love your show. Okay, oh, thank, thank you, you so much. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Deborah, for calling 877 825 8828 is the number 877 825 8828. Uh, let's take Rose calling in from uh, California. Hello, Rose. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Rose. How are Happy you? Happy to be with you. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for asking. What can I do for you? Um, I have a question about my mom. Uh-huh. She has had issues with her ears being plugged up for many months now. Uh-huh. And um, I was just wondering if you have any information that would be helpful about that. Okay. So did she go to the doctor? Yeah, she has been to the doctor. Um, she's been to two different doctors, mm-hmm. but um, they she's tried some medication. Nothing has worked, and mm-hmm. they just say to just wait, and it'll maybe clear up on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, how old is your mom? Do you mind me asking? Um, she is 62. Okay. And, and you know what's interesting is that you worry too much about her. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah. Because that, that kind of has to stop. I'm sorry, but... Overall, she's healthy. When I look at her, she's robust. She's healthy. She's active. You know, she's, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She's got a good life. So, so first and foremost, to help your mom, and then I'll draw out her energy. I already drew out yours. Please stop worrying about her. I want you to imagine her just the way I described her to you, which you agreed is who she is. Because, you know, I mean, yes, it is frustrating to feel like your ears are stuffed up. It's annoying, but it isn't life-threatening, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a terrible illness, but yet you worry about her as if it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to stop, please. It's not good for her, and it's definitely not good for you. Okay. I'll do that. So focus on all of her health, Okay. and that will send positive energy to her ears. Here's what I think about your mom, which is interesting, Mm -hmm. is because your mom's strong. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's a tough cookie. She's been through a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's a tough cookie, and I don't want you to focus on she's been through a lot. You are (laughs) sending her worried, (laughs) fearful, you know, like even even when my kids were like in grad school or even undergrad and, you know, studying really hard and like when my youngest was studying for the bar, I had to work (laughs) hard not to worry about them because I knew that wasn't going to help them actually be successful in life. You Mm -hmm. know, yes, I had to make sure they had food and and all of those things. But if I worried about them, I'm sending them stressed out energy. And I, and I know that's not your intention, but it's also hard on you, right? It's very, very hard on you. So 
no more of that. And, okay. and, and so your mom's a tough cookie. And the reason why this is happening from an energetic perspective is because she needs to listen. She's not a great listener. No offense, mm. mom. But here she is wise. She's got a lot of wisdom. And maybe, it, you know, that this wisdom comes from previous lifetimes and all the experiences that she's had in this lifetime as well. But it also comes from, um, uh, like, she has this incredible connection to source energy, but she doesn't listen. So I know. Okay. So <laughs> if you want to help your mom tell her she has to stop talking and stop telling people what to do and she needs to start listening to the divine because the divine is going to give her different things to focus on and different information to give to other people. Okay. All right. So she's got to listen and then you're going to just like, she's such an atheist though. (laughs) Well, well, that's okay. You don't have to use that language, you you know, find, Mm -hmm. find, talk about the stars, you know, Mm -hmm. talk about the cosmos and black holes and how there's information coming from that or even, The soil or trees, because your mother does believe in wisdom, even though it's not religious or spiritual. She believes in wisdom. Okay. Okay. And, and okay. if she doesn't figure this out, that's okay. You're going to let go, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because this I is am. a big thing for her. That's why it won't go away. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, could you also tell me a little bit about my energy? Well, it's actually quite lovely. You've got very, very big energy, but you try to keep it small. So please mm-hmm. stop. Let your energy get huge. I want you to tell yourself when you wake up in the morning, it's so amazing that I have such huge, gigantic energy and auric field, and I'm going to give myself permission to expand it as far as it could possibly reach. That's what I want you (laughs) to say to yourself, okay? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. Also, tell me how many spirit cases I have. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to go to the next caller. I'm so sorry, but our our phone lines are totally full. So call back real soon, though. Yeah, call back. We'll be happy to do that for you. So one more, I think, before we end the show. Unfortunately, uh, we'll take Rebecca now, calling in from San Diego. Hello, Rebecca. Hi, Rebecca. Hello. Hi, everybody. Thanks so much for taking my call, Marie. Of course. What can I do for you? I have to first say that, like my two favorite people on the topic of empaths and intuition is Bernie Manucheri and Dr. Judith Orloff. <laughs> so that was awesome. Well, I'm so happy you did that today. I'm so happy I did too. I must tell you, I I really, really enjoy her. And I think she has incredible advice and obviously great knowledge and wonderful experience. And I'm like, wow, why didn't I have her on the show sooner? What what the heck? Yeah, no, she's <laughs> lovely. She's just lovely. So what can I do for you, Rebecca? I uh, recently been... Um, having some issues with my thyroid okay um, diagnosed with like a Hashimoto's thing mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm tackling it fully uh, with a naturopath and it's taking a really strong dietary approach to it without medication and things are feeling uh, like I'm on the right path right yeah. now um, in healing that so yeah. what what do you see okay going on? well first of all um, just a couple of things I think you are lovely yourself by the way just lovely um, and, and I want you to be open to taking synthetic medication too, as well. If things don't work out, cause you, you know, you're going, you, here's the thing about the throat chakra. It's the highest personal power vortex in the physical body from my perception. And, and you already are a hard, hard, hard worker. And the thyroid gland needs relaxation and rest. And you're working super hard to, to help your thyroid. So there's kind of this conflict of interest. Do you see what I mean? And the, and the way the thyroid gland rests is through speaking one's truth which is means high consciousness and not um, using one's empathic energy to squelch their knowledge or their wisdom. Do you know what I mean? You know, like well, yep. we don't want to offend other people. We don't want other, other people to feel bad. And so we go ahead and, you know, um, 
what's the word, filter our truth and kind of numb it down, that isn't good for the thyroid gland because that's the thyroid gland has to work. It goes, oh, I can't say that. Oh, oh no, 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 I got to be careful. It's, it's working too hard. So allowing your information that you know and you know to be true to just th- flow out of your body will be very, 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 very good for your thyroid gland. But at the same time, I'm saying if you have to go on some synthetic medication for a period of time, I want you to let it happen. Don't fight it. Because your thyroid needs a rest. It needs a break. So I'm not saying, I love that you're at the naturopath. I love that, that you're doing these things. But if first, because I see you looking at your labs and going, oh, this better change. Or you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and remember, creation made even synthetic medication. Oh, my gosh. ORs. <laughs> <laughs> All of that was made by the universe, too. Not just, you know, naturopathic medicine, which I love and adore and think that it's very, very healthy. But I want you to be open to this. And notice how your energy is not happy about what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, and I think that it's also tied to a relationship that I'm having right now with someone who I'm not my truth with. Yes, um, but this thyroid thing's been going on for a while. Yeah, so you it's know. a relationship. <laughs> okay, all right, okay, then that makes sense to me. Sure, yeah, I'm looking at at least a decade, and so, yeah. um, so yes, I'm sure that's all related. So look, look at it this way, oh, be open to the synthetic medication because just the openness could help your thyroid gland. Because you're putting Got pressure it. on your thyroid. You better get this right. I'm taking these herbs. I'm doing this stuff. You better get it right. What's wrong with you? And it, it needs to be relaxed. And, and you need to let it speak its truth. Okay. I got it. All right. Okay. Thanks, Marie. You're welcome. That was a great question. Thank you for calling in. That was Thanks lovely. Thanks very much, Rebecca, for going to join us. Oh, that yeah. was just so lovely. And I just want to thank everyone, too, who um, attended the Let's Manifest a workshop this past weekend. It was so much fun. I had such a great time. Just wonderful people. And we have another one in October because this one sold out. So we have another one coming up in October and uh, we'd love to have you. It was absolutely wonderful. And of course we have our wonderful Hawaiian retreat, which is um, just about half full. And so um, we're looking forward to, if, if you want to come hang out with us in Hawaii and learn about the magic within you and release it so that you can be your amazing, incredibly gifted, talented Beautiful self, we would love to have you on the island of Hawaii, the big island, um, on the cliffs, on an organic farm, eating beautiful, wonderful organic food. It's going to be super fun. Feeling, living, being beautiful. Yeah, right. right? Listening to the waves crash in the middle of the night and having bonfires. tropical, getting tropical. And getting tropical (laughs) in the fall of uh, Release the Magic from Within. Mm -hmm. Lovely. So uh, just to rehash real fast, the first part of the show, we had Dr. Judith Orloff on. Uh, It was the book that we were discussing, The Empath Survival Guide. So you can reach her if you want to go to her website. It's drjudithorloff.com. So it's D-R-J-U-D-I-T-H-O-R-L-O-F. There you go, .com. Lovely. Thank you, Benny, Perfect. for You're doing welcome. that. Sure. That was wonderful. I truly enjoyed it. And she has many other books, too, that I'm sure you would love to read. And she has that workshop in Esalon coming up in late July. And Sounds True is going to have their eight-week course, which is going to be fantastic, um, based on the Impasse Survival Guide, which is a Sounds True book. So you want to keep a, a tab on Sounds True and on Dr. Orloff's website. And, of course, you always want to vi- visit energyintuitive.com. You can go to www.energyintuitive.com. And listen to all the podcasts we have there and find out what's going on. Joyful blessings, everyone. Bye-bye.